Hey, this is Kiran Agarwal from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Marian Holly with us. Marian is a certified executive coach as well as a certified financial planner. Before launching her own consulting and coaching practice, Marian has enjoyed a successful thirty-year career as a leader in finance, corporate banking, and wealth management. With that said, let's introduce and welcome our today's guest, Marian. Marian, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Kiran. I'm delighted to be a guest. It's- Sorry for interruption, but I am very excited to know about the story that lies behind you starting as a coach. So even as a kid, I enjoyed sport and played a lot of different sports and was exposed to some very good coaches. And one in particular that I remember, I played field hockey as in high school and also in college, but particularly in high school, I had a coach who allowed me to play lots of different positions on the field hockey field, which exposed me to learning about the different positions, what was important, what were things I needed. And that inspired me to understand what a good coach could be. And then when I was in the workforce as a team leader, a manager, and a division head, I realized that I like to be my personal best. And I realized that the people I worked with, the teams I was working with, my fellow colleagues also wanted to achieve their personal best. So we would talk about that. We would have great plans for them. And then also as a parent, raising three kids as a single parent and realizing that each of my children were different and unique and having them forge their own paths, I needed to be flexible and fluid and understand where they wanted to go. So that's what inspired me ultimately to become a coach. And also, I was exposed also when I was returning to the workforce to an executive coach who helped me re-enter the workforce very quickly and a position that was actually better than when I left the workforce over a period of several years. She inspired me to think about coaching as a serious profession. So after you chose coaching, there must have been so many success stories that you have created. So any one of them which is close to your heart or top of the mind right now. Can you please tell us about it? Yes, uh, several different success stories. One in particular, I was asked by a board member or suggested, a board member suggested me to be considered as a coaching candidate to the CEO of a not-for-profit. And they were smart enough to realize that she had, she should choose who she wanted to work with because it's a very close personal relationship. And so she interviewed three of us and she ultimately selected me and what we worked together on for about a year, the issue at the not-for-profit was attrition. They were losing a lot of people, couldn't figure out why. And there are a lot of variables to go into what causes attrition. We worked, I was hired and we worked together for a year. We did an employee engagement survey. And through that, we learned that communication was one of the major issues within the organization at all levels. So we worked together in terms of her messaging, her staff meetings, emails, phone calls. And over the year, she improved her communication skills and both the staff realized that and saw the difference. And also the board was extremely pleased with what happened there. Then two other stories I'll share. I coached a banker who was in a business development role and he wasn't really happy in that role, nor was he succeeding. And we found him a new role, which was in restructuring, loan restructuring. and. He flourished at that. He, his career took off. He was very successful. And then I'm working with a business owner currently now 
who we've been working together for three plus years. And his business, his revenue has doubled. His team has grown from three to six, and he's very happy with progress. And then we're going to continue to work for several more years to see how he continues to grow his business and maybe ultimately position it for sale. Wow. And uh, that I totally like. The one which I want to speak about more was communication, right? So how to work on communication? What do you think are initial steps to a good communication? Initial steps are about good communication is understanding who is your audience? What is your message? What are you trying to communicate to that audience? Is it relevant to the audience? So once you understand the audience, the makeup of your audience, what the messages you're trying to deliver, and then in the process of communication, how are you getting your audience to engage? Are they nodding their heads? Are they leaning forward? Or are they looking at you like they don't really understand what you're saying? So you have to make sure your audience is engaged in the message you are delivering. And then at the conclusion of whatever kind of communication presentation you're doing, do you reach into the audience and say, I'd love to have some feedback, et cetera, and get some feedback, which is a way for you to continue improving your communication and your messaging and a way to get feedback that your message was successfully received. The second thing that I like was about business. So what are your key aspects on increasing business? Yes, aspects on increasing business is focus for one. Focus. What is your focus and where are you spending your time? So I encourage my business owners to do what they do best. And remember that they wear three hats. They are the owner, usually the manager, and often the rainmaker, which is the primary t- person generating the revenue. Other tasks that they're doing they either should delegate, outsource, or eliminate. So often case, I encourage people to hire a virtual assistant to do the emailing, the scheduling, things like that. The other thing I encourage them to do is where, do you know where your business is coming from? Who are your best referral sources? Who are your best clients? So it's a combination of forecasting forward and self-reflecting on your past. So what attributed to your success in the past? Where did you find some obstacles and roadblocks? And how do we remove them going forward? And how do we set up goals now? Something about goal setting. So with goal setting, it's important that it is their goals. And so do they have clarity of what their goals are? Do they know where they want to go? And if they do, okay, we establish what the goals are. We establish the time frame, And then we establish some kind of action plan to achieve those goals. And then we try to attain accountability to making those, that action turn into success and result. So first we set up the big goal, right? Absolutely. Can you please elaborate on the way that we visualize? Because there are so many ways people tell about making sure that you think about the goal, the neuropathways are, get stronger, everything. Then we think about, yeah. Let's take an example for someone who wants to advance their career. Okay. So I'll ask them to say, okay, When you look back, you're at the end of your career. Did you reach the pinnacle of where you wanted to be? And I'll ask them to visualize what that looks like. Can you really be clear on what that looks like when you've been very successful, you reach the apex? Once they do that and they get clear about really where they want to go, then I say, okay, now let's dial it back. We're at point A. Okay, you now know where point B or point X is. Okay, what are your thoughts? ideas as to how you're going to get there. 
So I will get them to get clarity on the strategies, the plan that they're going to implement, and then how are we going to execute and how are we going to monitor the result? So, and that's, it's really important that they get clear on the goal. They have an action plan, they implement it, but very important that they monitor. Some of the steps that you could tell us about, is it writing down your goal? Is it visualizing? Is it meditation or how to figure out what works best for us? And the point about that is how you do it is as unique as the individual I'm working with. So people can be visual learners, they can be kinesthetic learners, or they maybe they have to write things down. So I will try and understand what's the best way for you to learn, to grow. And I'll get my clients to say, this is how I learn best. And then we'll talk about, okay, if it's writing the goals down, I would like you to create a draft of your five or three or how many goals you want. Not too many so that you can't, you're going in 20 different directions, but clear, identical, measurable goals. We'll write them down, write down the time frame, and then we'll write down action steps applying to each of the goals as to how you're going to achieve those goals. And then we'll come back, whether it's on a weekly basis, monthly basis, whatever the engagement client wants to have in terms of how are you progressing towards those goals? What's keeping you back? What's helped you move forward? And so we'll have an active conversation about that. And it's about, I call, I often call myself the RLI coach, return on investment. What is the result you're achieving? Absolutely. And as you mentioned, ROI, is it like to gain a very distant perspective of a client's business or their way of thinking? It is important to ask very good questions, right? So what Absolutely. are the key questions that you ask to get an insight about the situation of a particular client? Absolutely. So one of the things that's very important is to ask open-ended questions, getting them to have insights, right? Having them have, I call it an aha moment. Oh, I, by asking a question a certain way, a client will often, oh, I hadn't thought of it that way. And they'll get an insight and then the motivation kicks in. And then we'll start to play in around, okay, what's that new idea? What's the new strategy? Absolutely. It's very important. But it's, again, how it's unique to the client that I'm working with. It is unique to the client that you're working with. Absolutely. Can you please now tell us about the best ways of reaching out to you before we move into the conversation? Tell us about your email, your website, or anything that can help us reach. So my website, you can see my logo in the background. So I talked about my coaching for business owners and executive coaching. I also have a profile on LinkedIn, which, and also I do a bunch of different, I do some blogs and posts to specifically talking. So I wrote a blog, on how important it is to have a long-term career strategy and why that's important is it it enables you to get to where you really want to get to, and you don't get distracted along the way. The same thing with business owners. What are the key things that business owners should keep uppermost in their mind? And they manage all the resources they have available effectively and efficiently. So it's with LinkedIn website. I'm also doing some posts on Facebook. Those are the things I use most. So do reach out, guys. And can you please spell your website for us? www.mhowleyconsulting.com guys. So do remember that. Next question to you is about the misconceptions. So what do you think are common misconceptions in the industry? I think one of the biggest misconceptions is that many people think coaching is for, is remedial. It's for poor performers. If you look 
at some of the most successful people across all industries, whether it's finance, entertainment, the most successful athletes, you take athletes, the most successful people who achieve their goals, hire coaches to become the best they want to be in whatever endeavor they take. And so I think people don't realize that you need to make an investment in yourself and hiring a coach who could help you on your journey to becoming that absolute best is one of the best things you can do for yourself. Totally. I agree with you on that. And if you feel that you can resonate with Marilyn, do reach out to her, mhowleyconsulting.com. So that leads me to my final question for the day. What are the action steps? What do you suggest the listener does to listening to this conversation, man? If the listener has questions, would like to reach out to me, I'd be more than delighted to have a 15, 20-minute conversation with the listener. I would ask the listener to think about this conversation in the context of their professional, their personal life. Are they achieving all the things they'd like to achieve? If not, why not? Think about how are they interacting with people? How self-aware are they? Are they doing things intentionally? How aware are they of others? If they're a leader or a manager in, a, in an organization, and it's very important that you're self-aware, but it's also equally important that you have a high awareness of where others are. That's critical if you're trying to lead your company in a new direction or launching a new product, expanding. Emotional intelligence is one of the key things you need to have in your career and also in running a business, as well as being technically savvy. The presumption is you are technically savvy. You have an expertise, but you need to combine that with emotional intelligence as well. It has to be emotional intelligence until artificial intelligence takes over. Artificial intelligence, and I have a chat GPT account. Uh It's a tool. It's not going to replace this, but if you use the tool well, it will enhance what you are able to do. But remember, it's a tool. I believe in human intelligence and AI intelligence combined is the best of all. It is. I actually believe in that too. So thank you so much, Madeline, for such a wonderful conversation today. It was a pleasure meeting you again and hosting you today. Thank you very much for having me, Karan. It was great. Thank you so much again. I am your host, Kiran Agras, signing off. You guys take care. Bye, guys.